There's Coach Stoops. Uh, great stuff from him. First hour of the show, and we're going to play that next segment, right? 520, yeah. 520, so everyone can hear it in its entirety. It was, uh, was excellent to have Coach Stoops come on, um, bring some perspective to the situation, calm everyone down a little bit about what's going on, kind of recognize what goes into this whole this this thing and 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 hopefully bring everyone together again back on the same page yeah he has a gift for doing that and I think a lot of people are you know a lot calmer than they were four hours ago Bob just has that unique ability that unique gift to to calm everyone down he's done it twice this offseason now and you know what if something were to happen in the next two to three years I'm sure he'll be called to to do it again it, it really is cool that he still has that I don't, I don't know if power is the right word right. but still has that you know that that ability to to kind of steer Sooner Nation in the right direction well it, it's just a situation that you hardly ever see in collegiate athletics yeah he, he still still carries a lot of weight and you know has a ton of experience and stuff like this and you know and, and here's the thing whenever it comes to experience as a head coach like I've been defending the the Venables this is a first year thing we just don't know how it's going to go I it's really not a it's not a football thing it's stuff like this, right? I mean, that's that's what you worry about. Um, but I I think he is, as Coach Stoops said, been around it forever. You know, you're not – it's not like you are – you're in the bullpen. You're like you're in the – you're in the ring whenever you're on the coaching staff and something like this has gone down on your team, whether you're a position coach, whether you're a – a coordinator or the head guy, uh, this this thing involves everyone. Now, ultimately, the the decision making comes across the head coach's desk. But I mean, can you imagine how many situations Venables has oh seen? Oh my gosh! I mean, there's usually there's usually like a handful of things that happen every year, even on years that are what you would consider to be like. Free of controversy. Well, even this, even this incident, like we think it's done and over with, you know, after this Kel Gundy situation. There's a lot more to it inside the walls than just that. I'm not even talking about promoting a new wide receivers coach to fill his spot. I- I'm talking about, you know, the kid's iPad that was read. You know, Teddy, that- that's going to be whether it was a newcomer or whether it was someone who's been on the on the team for three or four years, that's going to be a very delicate situation moving forward, I can imagine. So we're not right. going to hear about that a lot, and we're not going to talk about it a whole lot probably, but yeah, man, that's a situation that Brent's going to have to deal with, and he's going to have to deal with it, I mean, in a, in a very particular way. Right. Well, um, I trust that it's going to be, going to be handled well. I, I think that you know, not only do I think Venables has the experience to be able to to handle this stuff, but guess who's right there, a phone call away, uh, if he if he needs any guidance or suggestions or how would you handle this? What would you do here? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you still got your your former employer, your f- former head coach, right there at, at on speed dial. 
Should you need anything? And every time you check your phone, um, you're going to have six missed calls from Bob Stoops because, as he said, it takes Brent about 24 hours to get back to him. That makes me feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. No, that is good. I I, I am curious. um, Okay, am I right? Do you feel like the mood has significantly calmed down from 24 hours ago? To today, like right now? Yes. I, I feel it has significantly calmed down, which is good. And I felt this yesterday. I said this doesn't impact my opinion of what OU's 2022 season is going to look like. I guess I'll ask the text line, 405-651-3439. Does this in any way whatsoever impact how you think this 2022 season is going to go? And if so, how does it impact your thoughts on what the season is going to look like? Are you still your season projection? Has it changed at all based on this? Or nah? No. It hasn't changed at all. I think uh, uh, my, my projection is still the exact same. I think that, you know, I, I think that this team is, seems to be mature. I think they're led well. I think. I think this is reinforcing to the team that that Venables is going to hold each and every person accountable. Um, you know, obviously there's there's different things that may happen, but yeah, I I don't I don't think there's any change. I really don't, and I think it's it's happened early enough. Like if this happened on a Thursday before a game. I, I could understand a team being sure. distracted and maybe not having a hundred percent focus and like a nightmare of media pouring in on top of you. But the fact that it happened right before training camp, you know, you've got a, a new coach in place already, and you've got a, a good amount of time here for him to work into that role and get comfortable with the group. So no, I don't, I don't. I don't change any prediction or projection for this this squad. Bobby from Austin says, nope, doesn't change my opinion, but reassures me that BV was the right choice. Uh, 580, Kale Gundy is top notch. Let's see, this one from the 918, it impacts my desire to attend a game, that's for sure. Like you want to attend a game more so? I would guess less so, but... I wonder why. The game... Hmm. I this one from the five eight zero. I think it's all made up, and he just wants to go work on his brother's uh, brother's farm and raise turtles. <laughs> With the turkey what, in the background. What you say, huh? huh? What, you, what, what you doing? What you say? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm interested that it makes someone less interested in going to a football game. How is that possible? Uh, maybe maybe uh, they'll text back in and, and give us a better idea of that. They did confirm less, by the way. I wonder why. It, that's fascinating to me. So you've been, I don't know, I guess I'm, maybe I'm assuming too much that you've been a fan of the university for some time. You're a regular at games, but now you are less likely to go watch a team that you like, a sport that you like. Because of this situation, that seems weird. 
Ronaldo in the village, I can't read this exact word that you uh, texted here, um, but basically he says he doesn't need a blue pill for our defense. <laughs> Woohoo. Thanks, guys. Oh, uh, that's funny. I originally predicted them going 10-2, and two, and this changes nothing for me. I think there will be some growing pains, but ultimately they'll all come out stronger. There you go. Not a chance it's changed, says Tommy. This was rather large bump in the road, but one that we'll get over. Right. Uh, I'm still as excited as ever. We'll overcome this. Boomer Sooner. Feel better about LD. Uh, given Matt Wells is also there in his experience at wide receiver and OC. So, all right. Right. I think for the most part, we're pretty good. There's about 15 to 20% in here that still a little upset. Since Brent won't get a honeymoon, I'd say we better go undefeated. Going to be hard to do with the fifth best roster in the country. But, hey, no honeymoon, got to get it done. That's a shot at what Lincoln Riley said in a Dennis Dodd article. Right. I think I, – I don't think right now that we've got the fifth best roster in the country. I think – I think it's pretty much online for where they were ranked yesterday. It's probably the eighth best roster in the country. Yeah, prob- probably about right. Now, there's, there's some spots where you're better than others and better than most, but this is not that – that 2017, 2017 team was loaded. But On offense, anyway. Yeah. I, 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 think, um, I think you could say, though, that it, they may be the eighth best roster in the country now, but some teams directly in front of them or even a little behind them, I think OU's – this – roster this group has a higher ceiling of what they can achieve and what they can get to than some teams like a Utah I dude I think Utah is a really good physical blue collar team I think Utah's really good I respect them a whole lot but do I think OU ceiling this year could be ultimately higher into what they could achieve maybe not what they could achieve but to a talent level that they could rise to yeah I think it I think it's higher than a team like Utah that's right around hmm. them Let potentially even a team like Michigan let me ask you something. Is our roster as good as Notre Dame's? Um, uh, I think it could be comparable. OU's got a. I think OU's going to have a pretty decent edge at quarterback. Well, yeah, I agree with that. Which what really ab- shifts things for me. What about Michigan roster? Um, I feel like OU and Michigan's roster are. Not exact opposites, but they're pretty opposite. Where OU's best at, I don't think Michigan's necessarily best at, but I, I, probably another one that I would say is comparable, but one that I think OU could rise to a higher level then by the end of the season. What about A and M? Oh, God, yes, it's better right now. Okay, so because after I said that, I started thinking, well, you know, maybe we do have the fifth best roster in college football. Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, and then it's hard to make a case that anyone other than those are clearly better than Oklahoma. And I'll add this in there. You may not be able to make the case that Clemson is clearly. It depends on what they are at court. If they're good at quarterback, then it's kind of like, yeah, that one's tough to sell on, but. They're average again. Yeah, but, I mean, just to say they're clearly across the board better, I, I would give them the advantage, yes. And I'm, we're talking about roster, right? That's, that's, uh, that's critical here. Um, so I actually think they're probably in the neighborhood. 
I think they're right there. The, the, the clear separation is Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia. And then after that, I think it's pretty murky. Well, don't tell Stuart Mandel that. He might pass out. He didn't even have OU in the top 25. Right. He would probably, he would probably pass out from that statement, and then I'd say, well, tell me who's on Clemson's roster and OU's roster. And uh, uh, well, uh, 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 he'd sound like Bill Self at a press conference. And yeah, so I mean, that's that's how that whole thing. Would uh, we're we're gonna replay the Bob Stoops interview from uh, earlier today. Uh, real quick, few texts. If someone is still aggravated by the first game, I'll take your tickets. Yeah. Does it change anything for me? Still predicting sixty nine and zero. Hey, and I see one that says maybe it makes someone less likely to watch a game because you're sick and tired of the cancel culture. I mean, I I get that, but I, I guess I I don't understand. I don't understand that that would make why that would make you less likely to attend a game. And this isn't. I I don't think that this is necessarily. The cancel culture. I don't think that that's what this is here, but I don't know. I that's the thing. It's a it's a touchy subject, and this is the exact point of Coach Stoops. There are no easy answers. There no it, there is no like perfect side of it. We don't know the full context of what exactly went down and how it unfolded. Coach Venables is responsible for every single person in that building. And, and how they feel about this situation and how everyone was affected by this situation. It's not anywhere near as easy as everyone seems to, not everyone, as some people seem to be making this thing. It's, it's just not that easy. You're speaking for a lot of people. All right, we got to hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up, 651 3439. Ad Council on the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour of the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Bob Stoops joined us in the first hour of the show to talk about uh, Kale Gundy resigning from OU. We'll replay that interview for you now. For those of you that missed it, what have your personal emotions been like the the past forty eight hours? Yeah, hard to talk about. Um, really, just you know, torn apart. It just uh, just hurts. It's it's tough. The whole, you know, our whole close knit football family. You know, that's uh, it's just an unfortunate and and uh, and terrible situation. But uh, you you've got to try and move forward. It's difficult. There, there's a lot of things happening out there, and that's why I think your perspective is perfect. Uh, you've known Coach Kel Gundy for years. Um, you understand the man as good as anyone out there. Um, also, you've been the head coach, and you know you know what it's like to sit in Coach Venable's position. Not, I think this is a good place to start. I think one of the difficult things out there is. There's no right answer to this thing, and 
you kind of have people picking sides right now. It doesn't seem like there's there's the right side to be on at this moment. No, it's, um, I don't know. I I've intentionally tried not to to listen. You know, just uh, because I, I I I can't. You can't have a side. There is no good side. There's no right or wrong side. It's a it's a very you know just unfortunate situation. But whatever side someone's trying to be on, you need to take a considerable amount of time and understand. Every all the parties involved in in what they're doing, what's in their side of it, you know that's you're you're not doing it justice if you don't put yourself in the other side shoes and what they have to deal with. And you know, you know, Kale, I, I love him to death. Of course, I mean we've been together for all this time and all he's blood, sweat, and tears and put put into this program. Um, no one's done more. I mean he's been incredible. But you know, we all know in every occupation you might be in one wrong moment or incident you can have severe consequences every 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 occupation out there and sadly in a moment of whether it be poor judgment or awareness he created an incident that has led to these consequences and you know that being said that one moment doesn't define kale as a person or his character and heart we know his his kale's character and heart are always been for his players and for OU. Been nothing but the best. You know, and should always be appreciated for his hard work here and should always be a part of the OU family. And and I believe that, and I believe he will be, hopefully. I mean, I, you know, I know everybody wants that. You know, but uh, then you, you have to look at Coach Venable's position. I mean, I've been in this position. Number one, he and those, uh, those players uh, – you know, they're the only ones that were in that were in the building, and those players in the room, they they know what the context was and how it was said and how many times it was said. Everyone else out there with an opinion doesn't know that. They know that in the building, and that matters. He didn't create Brent didn't create the situation, but he's charged with leading the program forward. And I know what that's like developing a team identity, a team culture of 140 players, coaches, support staff, that isn't easy. And, and if he feels that this incident doesn't align with that culture and, or diminishes from it and feels that this is, you know, the best path forward for the program, then we have to trust his judgment. That's the bottom line. He's the one that has to go see those players and that team and that program every single day. And no one else does. Um, and, and I'll say this, you know, he may be a first year coach, but that guy's been around for over 25 years, three hall of fame coaches between Snyder, myself and Dabo Sweeney. So he knows what kind of program he wants and the culture he wants. And you got to trust him with that. And then, you know, in the, the player's behalf, he sure as hell isn't the first player. And I guarantee you, and you know, this Teddy, you've been in meetings. He won't be the last player not paying attention in a meeting room, okay, or writing and saying rotten words. You know, that's going to happen in the locker room. It's going to happen in a meeting room. It's our job as coaches, as professionals, to in a positive way, you know, help those players improve in that room. So, you know, the very best way for everybody, all these parties, every everybody involved to move forward, you know, 
what for even the fan base to move forward is to have a degree of understanding for everything, for all parties, and to let it go and then move forward because it isn't going to change. It is what it is, and, and uh, it's unfortunate. It's sad. It kills me. But, you know, but, but again, you know, again, there is no good position on this. It, you just have to move forward. And, again, have an understanding for, for, for all involved. Yeah, I, moving forward is is the right thing, and it's going to be tough. So, uh, and and that's one of the things, like Coach, the social media influence isn't going to have any sway on on Venables on the program. Let me let me tell you, you know how close Brent and I are. You don't know how long it takes me to get a hold of him because he he doesn't have his phone. He is in meetings with his staff with his team, with his players, with administration. It takes me sometimes 24 hours to reach Brent, so I'll promise you he isn't searching what anyone else thinks. He knows and I, I, he knows what he wants in this program and the culture he wants, and this affected it. And, and he had to do what he had to do. And, and uh, again, I love Kale to death. He should always be a – a member of this family and a close knit part of this family for all he's done. And, uh, but you know, but again, so, uh, it's just, uh, you know, people, it's easy for uh, the outside world to have their opinions when they haven't sat in a team meeting room. They haven't been, you know, in these situations you have, you can have an opinion, uh, for sure. But it's, it's just, um, you know, unless you're understanding everybody's position, you're not doing it justice. Yeah, and it is difficult, and and that's the thing. You're not just you're not just responsible for yourself. You're you're responsible for your colleagues, the staff in there, the players, the university. You're speaking for a lot of people, and that's that's got to be what makes the the position so difficult. It's incredible. It's it's the worst. I mean, it's so hard to be in that leadership role, and and it's heartbreaking. And and it's the staff, you got to look in the eyes, and they're all you know, close with their partners or their, you know, their, their colleagues. And, you know, it's, it's just hard. And, but you have to, you owe it to the university, you know, your program, the players and all the, even if when there's hard decisions and I've had to make a lot of them that you've got to do what you, you feel is the very best to, to, you know, positively impact your program. And, uh, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's what you have to do as a leader. Coach Bob Stoops is our guest, brought to you by Modelo. Bob, you're going to be talking about this on your app, correct? Which I believe all you do is search Bob Stoops in the App Store, if I have that right. Yeah, you, and you go to your just your regular uh, app app store, and it's uh, the Bob Stoops app. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure which day this week, but I'm going to be have a sit-down and, and visit, just similar to what we are right now, and, and visit about it. Yeah, well, go download that. Just search Bob Stoops and, in the app store. And there's, there's, obviously there's, you know, 10, 20 other interviews through the, through the last year that are on there. Okay, perfect. I, I am curious about um, just what's the transition like to promoting a new coach at that position? Is, is that a big deal at this point? Not a big deal? Is that an easy transition? What does that look like? It's not easy. Um, you know, you may – Want, you know, you may feel com- comfortable with a Damien uh, that's there now and just move with it, or you may you may feel, you know, you've got another guy 
Uh, he may not, you know, he may just because of the timing, even though he wants to come, may not come. So I don't know. I don't know what will happen. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think Brent's gotten that far, what his timeline's going to be. Um, I was out of practice today, and I'll tell you, there was all kind of intensity, guys flying around both sides of the ball. And, um, you know, and so uh, we'll see where it goes. I, I wanted to, to ask you kind of about that specifically. Whenever you've got a team and and you've got something that has happened, how difficult is it to move on? What do you do to to try and keep the focus there? I mean, I guess if there's there's never a good time, but training camp, you tend to be a little bit more insulated from what's going on in the world. But but how do you how do you make sure that the team is focused? Everyone's you know on the same page moving forward. Yeah, I think uh, you address it. And, and uh, I believe they've done this, talked through it as a team uh, thoroughly. Where are we at with it? And, and then how are we going to move forward and what's our best path forward? And, and, then, and, th- and then you do. Um, you, know, you know, just like in life, you know, things happen, you address them, you deal with it, and then you have to move forward. And, uh, and I, again, haven't been in those meetings with the team at all. Of course, and I, I haven't been, but... I'm assuming, you know, that's the path they've taken. Well, Coach, um, we love your perspective. Uh, it's so awesome to have a Hall of Famer around to, to shed light on this. And and I, I think what you said is great. Like, we got to stop picking sides. Uh, we don't know what happened in there. we got to trust in. There's a good side. That's right. And That's right. No, none, no, none of us were in know exactly how well what happened and transpired and and there is no good position, um, you know, and you have to trust your head coach. And I, uh, that doesn't change all the respect and love we have for Kale and, and, and respect for all the hard work. And everybody should embrace him. That's right. And one moment, one poor moment doesn't change all of that, that, that we all know, you know, the character and, and the man. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. CCW Safe offers service membership plans for concealed carry permit holders. If members are involved in a use of force incident, CCW Safe provides the best defense attorneys in the U.S., expert witnesses, and investigators specially trained in use of force lawsuits and investigations. Membership plans start at $149 per year for a single membership. Visit CCW Safe at CCWSafe.com. Reliable, fast, affordable. OEC Fiber was founded on the same principles that brought us OEC 85 years ago. We are reinvesting in Oklahoma by bringing high-speed fiber services to your homes, businesses, and schools. Make sure to visit us today at OECFiber.com to get started. OEC Fiber. We're taking internet, phone, and TV services where no one else will. Wake up with Toby Rowland. Not much to talk about. We'll figure out a way to cobble our way through three hours. And TJ Perry. What a bomb. (laughs) What a complete bomb. The T-Row in the morning show. It's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun.
Bronx uh, called you out on the radio yesterday. Uh-oh. Uh, what kind of cloud is it you described? Um, Cumulonimbus. Cumul- yeah, cum- and you, you said that yesterday. <laughs> and Bronx looked at me and he goes, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I said he's giving the weather description. He goes, yeah, in a nerdy way. What a nerd. That's true. He's uh, on to me. He's on to me. <laughs> He's on to me. I am, uh, unfortunately, I know my Cirrus and Cumulonimbus clouds. <laughs> t Row and TJ on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. When a parent struggles with addiction or dies from a drug overdose, what happens to their children? Far too many end up in foster care, unable to ever return to their birth homes because it's simply not safe. The Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption is fighting the clock so that teens don't age out of foster care, leaving them at a higher risk of addiction and other negative outcomes that can happen to a child without the love and stability of a permanent family. Learn more at DaveThomasFoundation.org. Hello, this is Terry Saxon, Saxon Realty Group. My $8.99 listing fee has saved sellers thousands in listing commissions. That's money you'll need in this ever-changing market. The buying frenzy the housing market has experienced is all but over. Receiving multiple offers for over asking price is coming to an end. That means my eight ninety nine. A couple of more segments remaining on the rush. So get those texts in on the Air Coverage Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. A lot to get to before we get out of here. Good stuff uh, from Coach Bob Stoops earlier today. Just replayed that for you for those of you that missed it. And, uh, you know, one conversation that we had earlier in the show is now as you look forward, all right, LD Washington, let's see what you got. And we kind of ran down some of his past. He lost both of his parents at a very young age. He kind of had to figure it out, he and his brothers, at a very young age. Uh, Captain at Mizzou in 2013. They won the SEC East that year. Caught a touchdown pass at OU in 2011. That was a 45-yarder. He Maybe this isn't the way that he wanted this to happen, Teddy, but it's the biggest job he's ever had. But he's walking into a really good situation. A staff that's highly thought of, that's recruiting their butt off right now. And look, Cale Gundy was a dynamic recruiter, absolutely. But I think the wide receiver position, for the most part, kind of recruits itself. So he doesn't have to be the most dynamic recruiter in the country to be able to land big-time wide receiver talent here. I I think he'll be just fine. Well, we'll see. You know, he is the wide receiver coach on an interim basis, so – um, we'll see if he's retained at the end of this season. This is about as good of a opportunity as yeah, you've got, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, is there going to be? There's not going to be one determining factor if they retain him. But what's going to be the biggest overall factor on if he's retained or not? Wide receiver performance development. Simple as that. Yep, yeah, and then, I mean. Y- that's the biggest thing is the guys that you have here have to go out and perform great. 
Um, and then after that is recruiting. You have to be able to get top talent in the door and continue that develop development for guys that are, have a higher ceiling. So I mean, recruiting is important. It always is important. There's no doubt. But developing players is more important than recruiting players, in my opinion. You know, it's this place, as you said, to a large degree recruits itself. And you can get great players here. I mean, whoever the receivers wide receiver coach is, is going to be able to get really good recruits in here. But then you got to be able to develop them while they're on campus, which is probably the best recruiting tool you have, right? Yeah. Is how your players actually perform whenever they're on the field. So uh, the opportunity's there, but you know, you you've you've got to go out and make sure your guys are locked in, focused, accountable, detailed, and uh doing the right things in Jeff Levy's offense. Peyton says Dennis Simmons recruited the hell out of the wide receiver position and didn't do much development. I've seen some texts today that have said, well, let's just get – can we not bring Dennis Simmons back for wide receivers coach? <laughs> you talk about the last guy that would be brought back to be the wide receivers coach. Um, it ain't going to be one of Lincoln's right-hand mans, uh, Dennis Simmons. That ain't, no. that, ain't, that ain't happening. No, no, no. D- Dennis Simmons and Lincoln Riley are, like, really close. Like that's Yeah, yeah that's not. Not happening. And I, you know, I, I like Dennis Simmons. I think he's a he's a good wide receiver coach. He's a good uh, recruiter at that spot. But I, I, not even I, I don't. That's not even on the radar. Burley Boomer says, "Great show, guys. Thanks for all you do for Sooner Sports." Boomer. That's from Burley Boomer down in uh, Burleson, Texas. Appreciate that. Thanks for listening. Uh, one has to believe that this hurt Brent as much or more than anybody. He's just burdened with making the hard decisions. He had to do what was best for the program. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's no doubt. You know, I, I think that Venables and um, Venables and Gundy go back a long time. They've known each other forever. Like, there's, there's no way that Venables is happy about this thing you know it's it's got to be deeply frustrating and you know he's probably he's probably really angry number one that this the whole situation happened but at the same time saddened by it and he didn't want to have to be in this position he didn't want to have to try and divvy out the the punishment and what's right and what's wrong and what's too much what's not enough it's it's an impossible situation. Nine one from the nine one eight. Do you think it would have been handled the same way if it had been the new offensive coordinator instead of Gundy? Very doubtful. I don't think you can just automatically say that it would have been handled differently. I don't know. I I can't say. That I mean, it I, would. That, that's I can't fair say to say. Wouldn't. I don't know, but you can't say that you know for sure it would have been. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if 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 the same exact situation ha- ha- happened in the same exact context, everything was the exact same, would it have been handled the same? 
I don't know. I can't say that it would. Can't say that it wouldn't. I don't know. Losing your offensive coordinator the day before training camp (laughs) is is a totally Uh. different situation than your wide receiver coach. But, you know, that's just – that's just me spitballing here, but I don't. I I have no idea. You know something I didn't think about until just now. You know what the good side of all this is? There's not very many good things, but right. there is a good thing. You realize what the last name of the new wide receivers coach is, don't you? Yeah. You haven't said it yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I said it yesterday. You said uh, Ladamian Washington yesterday, yeah. and I totally missed it, huh? Yeah. You're so used to it. I I seriously, I think I am. Yeah. It's like someone tweeted in earlier today, it was, you know, you said Perini earlier, right. and someone said, you know, it's funny now, but that's what I, how I thought you pronounced it at <laughs> one point, like at, at the very beginning. That's how I thought you actually said it. Uh, As did a lot of other media members that uh, are still in the media around here. On Cruton Day, whenever he signed, yeah. yeah. Uh, LD Washington has a pretty, or has a pretty tragic early life. Father was murdered when he was six. Mother died of a heart attack at his basketball game when he was 15. Inspirational speaker now. Let's give him our support and a chance. He has a ton of experience playing wide receiver. Caught a TD pass in Norman for Mizzou. Give him a shot. Yeah. No, yeah, give, I, give him a chance. I, was, I watched that a video about him. as like a kind of an in-depth thing that they did whenever he was a player at Missouri. And it was excellent. And – the the perspective and the maturity in which he spoke was was just different different impressive especially you know whenever i compare it to how i spoke as a senior oh my in, gosh in college just Woo! a totally different animal <laughs> um so you want to relive that by no chance? come on man seriously um, I think I have it labeled. Um, I'll find spaghetti. it. Spaghetti. Mom's no, spaghetti. I think it's under like Teddy Layman Open 03 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, come on. It's, it's not that bad. Cause he was just different. <laughs> pew. <laughs> pew. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Oh, man. Look at him now. Wow. He's, you know the Elway thing didn't hold up? You're a late bloomer. Elway of, thing didn't hold up. It was fourth quarter comebacks. Um, I think the spaghetti thing still holds up, Still stands the test of time. What Favorite about food. The Big Lebowski? Because it's the funniest movie I've ever seen. Funniest it's, movie I've ever seen. Um. I don't know. Is it my favorite movie? That kind of changes all the time. I don't know. I think after you're 40, you no longer have a favorite movie. It's just, it's so you at the time. Just because, like, what's the reasoning why? I don't know. It's the funniest movie I've ever seen. It's not like someone, a lot of people's favorite movie is based on the plot or, you know, who stars in the movie, whatever. It's like deep. Yours is just, well, it's the funniest movie I've ever seen. When you're. (laughs) <laughs> when you're 20 years old, there's a, a, yeah. a plot difference. To be fair, yeah, myself at 20. Hey, what's your favorite movie? Uh, Dumb and Dumber, because it's the funniest movie yeah, I've ever I saw. seen. Yeah. What? What? Oh, the Matrix, because I like how Keanu Reeves <laughs> kills everyone in the show. Yeah. 
Uh, okay. Thanks for playing that. Yeah. No, I just I just wanted to give people some clarity Preach. on what you were at the time and Listen, what LD Washington is. LD Washington's going to be just fine at wide receiver coach. Okay? Thank, thank you to the person that uh, texted us the mugshot of Beast Mode. <laughs> it's exactly what you think it is. See, this is that's unfair. It's like they they took his mugshot picture with a high speed camera. And then grabbed the uh, grabbed the shot that had like one eye closed, the other one open, and just like looks the most. The right awful. eye is closed. The left eye might as well be closed. It's barely open. Yeah, he looks faded. Yep. Come on, Marshawn. Got to be smarter than that. Let's go. You got too much money to be making mistakes like that. So there you go. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap things up next. All right, final segment of the day, Riverwind Casino and Hotel, bringing the final hour of The Rush. Very productive show. Well, I don't know if either of us did anything. It was mainly Bob Stoops that brought all the uh, productivity to the show today. But, man, one thing, and I hate to have this tone as we leave this show today um, that I feel was pretty impactful. God, it just annoys me, man, because we, we do that interview with Bob, and I put out one of those audiograms of what he said of – you know, you can't pick sides here, right? And at the same time, he's saying, you know, what Kale Gundy meant to the program. He's always going to be a part of the Sooner family, but he made a mistake. I mean, it was it was awesome what he said. And then you have people who are national media members. I, I'm pretty sure that's what Ian Boyd says. And he quote tweets it on Twitter, Teddy, and says, this is a pretty interesting saga. Stoop sounds fairly torn. Bob didn't sound torn at all to me. Bob sounded very sure of how he thinks about the situation. And he said it multiple times, you can't choose sides. He, he made his point to me very clear. And then you have people outside that are turning this into something that it's not. It just annoys me, man. God, it always happens. Wait a second. What one was that? That you posted, like, the full... Um, well, no, this was about a minute and a half clip. And in this one, he starts off by saying, you can't pick a side, Right. And then he goes into saying how much Kale meant to he in this program, but also a mistake was made. And it was a, a minute and a half, a short culmination of everything he said on that 10 minutes he was on with us. Right. And some national media person? Stoop sounds fairly torn. Uh, I'll have to see that uh, at some other point. For some reason, I can't, I can't view that. But how can, how can someone say something like that? Did he even listen to it? No, no chance, man. First 15 to 20 seconds of it. It's just, ugh. Idiot. What's the, well, I'll get the name of the guy later from you. It's Ian Boyd. I think he's like a Texas guy or something, which go figure on that. Yeah. We'll have to add him to the list, I guess. He was already on the list, dude. Yeah. Added on to the list. He's been on the list for about six months now. We'll have to make a public uh, public statement about this guy being added to it, the list. It's just very frustrating 
that the people that have these jobs at a very high level can't do something as simple as listening to the entirety of a minute and 25-second audio clip. Right. Well, hey, uh, not a shock. Not a shock. I'm glad Coach Stoops came on, offered some great perspective, um, is not torn whatsoever. It's, um, it was really good. You know, offered up some, some great advice on, uh, on this thing, and he's right. You can't pick a side. There is no good side. It's happened. We got to accept it. Got to move on. There you go. All right. That's it for us. Another fun day. You guys killed it on the text line yet again. You guys drive the show. We're just along for the ride.